did you know that the richest person ever was a black man? His name was Mansa Musa. He was actually a king of Mali. And his wealth was so immense that it was hard to really determine how wealthy was he. Today, we're going to answer that question. Mansa means emperor. So Mansa Musa means Emperor Musa. Mansa Musa was born in 1280 into a family of rulers. His brother, Mansa Abu Bakar, ruled the empire until 1312, when he surrendered his throne to go on an expedition. According to 14th century Syrian historian Shabib al-Umari, Abu Bakar was obsessed with the Atlantic Ocean and what lay beyond it. He reportedly embarked on an expedition with a fleet of 2,000 ships. The ships included men, women, and slaves. They sailed off never to return. Many believe they reached South America. In any case, Mansa Musa inherited the kingdom his brother left behind. And under the rule of Mansa Musa, the prosperous empire grew to span a sizable portion of West Africa, from the Atlantic coast to the inland trading hub of Timbuktu and parts of the Sahara Desert. As the territory grew, while Musa was on the throne, so did the economic standing of its citizens. The kingdom stretched for about 2,000 miles from the Atlantic Ocean all the way to modern-day Niger, taking in parts of what is now Senegal, Mauritania, Mali, Burkina Faso, Niger, the Gambia, Guinea-Bissau, Guinea, and the Ivory Coast. With such a large landmass came great resources, such as gold and salt. During the reign of Mansa Musa, the empire of Mali accounted for almost half of the old world's gold, and all of it belonged to the king. While holding the title of the ruler of the wealthiest emperor in the western part of Africa, the main source of his kingdom's wealth was gold and salt. He had absolute power and control as every piece of gold and salt produced in the kingdom automatically became his. In the words of Rudolf Butch Ware, an associate professor of history at the University of California, contemporary accounts of Musa's wealth are so breathtaking that it's almost impossible to get a sense of just how wealthy and powerful he truly was. According to calculations based on the value of the dollar, prominent financial analysis and historians have determined that Mansa Musa's net worth as of today would be upward of over $450 billion. The emperor's wealth was virtually impossible to calculate. His wealth was so enormous that it is believed that he accounted for over 40% of the world's total gold reserves. Could you imagine that? He basically had almost half of the wealth of the entire world. Mansa Musa's subjects even became rich, accompanied by thousands of richly dressed servants and supporters. Musa made generous donations to the poor and to charitable organizations as well as the rulers of the land his entourage crossed. 
Mansa Musa was a devout Muslim and not one to travel on a budget. He brought a caravan stretching as far as the eye could see. He made a legendary pilgrimage from Mali to Mecca. So do you see more of a trend where people are leaving their jobs those traditional nine to five hours and doing their own thing? No, it's definitely bigger than He made a legendary pilgrimage from Mali to Mecca. On that journey, he traveled almost 3,000 miles. On this caravan, he took over 70,000 subjects, consisting of his entire royal courts and officials, soldiers, griots, entertainers, merchants, camel drivers, and 12,000 slaves, as well as a long train of goats and sheep for food. It was a city literally moving through the desert. A city whose inhabitants, all the way down to the slaves, were clad in elaborately stitched gold and the finest Persian silk. A hundred camels were in tow. Each camel carried hundreds of pounds of pure gold. It was a sight to behold, and the sight got even more opulent once the caravan reached Egypt, where they could really show off their wealth. He gave both gold and extravagant gifts lavishly. In fact, he flooded so much wealth into cities like Cairo, Egypt, metals like gold actually decreased in value. A full decade came and went in the wake of his visits, and many markets still had not properly recovered. In the end, Musa gained back at least some of the gold he had given away, picking it up at a high interest from Cairo lenders. He, by himself, actually caused global inflation. The emperor also made generous donations to the poor and to charitable organizations as well as the rulers of the lands his entourage crossed. But don't be confused. He knew how to spend money. The ability to spend money is not a major accomplishment in of itself. However, when you consider that Mansa Musa frequently traveled with a caravan of 60,000 subjects, you have to understand that displaying and spending wealth like this can be seen as an accomplishment unto itself. This map gives a depiction of the journey from Mali to Mecca. It was a journey as stated that traveled almost 3,000 miles. Imagine that folks, 3,000 miles through all types of terrain, deserts, storms, mountains, seas, and these 70,000 plus people were able to do that. As a devoted Muslim, on each of his pilgrimage to Mecca, every Friday, whenever he and his men stopped to rest, Mansa Musa would build a mosque at that location. Among his many other impressive exploits, he was a fierce warrior, with an army numbering around 100,000 men, including an armored cavalry corps of 10,000 horses. And with a talented general, he was able to extend and maintain Mali's vast empire, doubling its territory and making it second in size only to that of the Mongol Empire at the time. Just to reiterate, Mali controlled lands up to the Gambia and Lower Senegal in the west. In the north, tribes were subdued along the whole length of the Western Sahara border region. In the east, control spread up to the Gao and the Niger River. And to the south, the Gur region and the forests of what became known as the Gold Coast came under Mali oversight. 
Under his rule, there is no question that the Mali Empire rose to dazzling heights. It grew to include a number of additional regions. In fact, one visitor noted that it took him a full four months to travel from one end of the empire to the other. Mansa Musa was indeed a champion of Islam, religion, and learning. He made Timbuktu a center for commerce and education. He also established the University of Sankor and Timbuktu University, among many others. Under his rulership, Timbuktu was indeed a world power and a leader in economic resources, education, and trade. A number of famous structures went up during his lifetime, including the Denjiga Mosque, which could be seen in this slide. Mansa Musa set up a number of educational centers and mosques, which cannot be emphasized enough. Architects came from both Spain and Cairo in order to build not only his staggering palace, but other buildings as well. Although the palaces does not exist in this present, it is worth noting that the university and mosque both continue to stand to this day. Some 800 years later, and his 25-year reign left behind a lasting legacy of wealth, kindness, generosity, innovation, education, respect, authority, and responsible rulership. Thank you for... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like to welcome everybody to my podcast. I am your gracious host. Jupiter Nine, and that was a video from um, the Black and um, Black Excellence and Abundance channel. If you want to learn more about your your culture and history, go to that channel. It's a very very good channel to get a beginning start on your your true history um, and learn who you are. Get get the knowledge yourself and understand who you are as a people. So that's a great channel to go check out. It's called the Black. Uh, excellence in abundance channel man on youtube man but yo that was a clip from the uh, richest man who ever lived mansa musa uh, he was king of the mali empire and he was worth um more than anybody on this planet man you know what i'm saying worth more than jay-z worth more than diddy worth more than warren buffett you know bill gates he all those people combined still didn't even um, scrape the surface on how much um, gold he was worth. You know what I'm saying? Not not paper, flat debt notes, currency that's not worth anything but more debt. Um, he was worth over, um, you know, 400 billion. And that's not even really the true number. You know what I mean? They really don't know how much he was worth. It could, possibly could have been, you know, in this day and age, trillions if you based it off dollar bills, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, not only was he a wealthy man, but his people became wealthy as well. You know what I'm saying? That's actually the opposite of what America does. You know what I mean? Um, America, you know, they're, what I've seen throughout my lifetime, their ob- objective and goal is to make you um, poorer. 
you know what I'm saying? Accumulate more debt. You know what I mean? Because we live in a we live in a, a debt based system. You know what I'm saying? It's not a it's not a a system to where people can actually get ahead and prosper. You know, it's based off how much debt you have, and you know, systems like that always crumble and fall. You know what I'm saying? But Mansa Musa, man, you know, I'm gonna read a little bit of article on Mansa Musa, and this article is from www.blackpost.org. And I'm just going to read a little bit more about Mansa Musa, man, so you can understand how great this man was at his time when he ran the Mali Empire. You know what I mean? So Mansa Musa, 14th century empire of the emperor of the Mali Empire, is a medieval African ruler most known to the world outside of Africa. His elaborate pilgrimage to, to the Muslim holy city of Mecca in 1324 introduced him to rulers in the Middle East and in Europe. His leadership of Mali, a state which stretched across 2,000 miles from the Atlantic Ocean to Lake Chad, and which included all parts of the modern nations of Mauritania, Senegal, Gambia, Ghana, Burkina, Force, Mali, Niger, Nigeria, Chad, in short, decades of peace and prosperity in West Africa. So as you heard in that clip in that uh, video, you know what I mean? Um, his people were eating too, you know what I'm saying? He made sure his people eat too. It wasn't no, you know, I'm the king and, you know, you guys work for me until you no longer can't work. You know, he made sure everybody eat, you know what I'm saying? He brought his, um, he brought his country out of, uh, you know, depression, you know what I'm saying? Um, he did great things in his country, man. His country prospered at the time. There was nobody that was poor. Everybody was eating. Everybody's getting money. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that is something that should be looked at into going forward in, in America on, you know, probably doing something like that here, hopefully one day, man. You know what I mean? But we're going to continue on with this article, man. In 1312, Musa became emperor following the death of his predecessor, Abu Bakr II. When he was crowned, he was given the name Mansa, mean, meaning king. Uh, Musa, uh, Mansa Musa was, was knowledgeable in Arabic and was described as a Muslim traditionist. He became the first Muslim ruler in West Africa to make the nearly 4,000-mile journey to Mecca. Preparing for the expedition took years and involved the work of um, Archdurians in numerous towns and cities across Mali. Um, in 1324, Musa began his pilgrimage with an entourage of thousands of escorts. He also brought considerable amounts of gold and some of which was described along the journey. Accompanied by thousands of richly dressed servants and supporters, Musa made generous donations to the poor and to charitable organizations, as well as the ruler of the land his entourage across. Uh, on his stop in Cairo, Egypt, the emperor gave out so much gold that he generated a brief decline in its value. Cairo's gold market recovered over a decade later. Upon his return from Mecca, Mansa Musa brought Arabic scholars, government um, bureaucrats, and um, architects. Amongst those who returned with him was the architect um, 
Ishak L. T. Jaren, I don't know, you know what I mean, uh, who introduced advanced building techniques to Mali. He designed numerous buildings for the emperor, including a new place named Mandarus, Mandangrus, and Muski at Geo, the second largest city in Mali, and the still-standing Great Mosque of Timbuktu, the largest city in the empire. That mosque was named the Dengeru, I'm killing these names, uh, um, Baird. El Turgeon's most famous design was the Emperor's Chamber at the Museum Capital of Niji, uh, Nigeria. Uh, Massimo's pilgrimage boosts Islamic education in Mali by adding mosques, libraries, and universities. The awareness of Musa by other Islamic leaders brought increased commerce and scholars, poets, and artisterians, uh, making Timbuktu one of the leading cities in the Islamic world during the time uh, when the most advanced nations from Spain to Central India were Muslim. Timbuktu was clearly the center of Islamic sub-Saharan Africa. Musa pilgrimage to Mecca brought Mali to the attention of Europe. For the next two centuries, Italian, German, and Spanish cartographers produced maps of the world which showed Mali and which often referred Mansa Musa. The first of this map appeared in Italy in 1339 with Mansa Musa name and likeness. Mansa Musa died in 1337 after a 25-year reign. He was succeeded by his son, Mekhine the first and that is the story of the great Mansa Musa if you didn't know who was the richest man who ever lived like I said it wasn't Bill Gates it wasn't Jay-Z you know what I'm saying it wasn't Warren Buffett it wasn't Pete Diddy it wasn't Beyonce it wasn't um Rihanna you know what I'm saying it was Mansa Musa worth over 400 billion in gold not flat money you know what I'm saying debt but actual assets, you know what I'm saying? And I, I stress this all the time in my podcast about how you should accumulate assets. You know what I'm saying? You guys should be accumulating gold and silver and these things, these precious metals, because they've been around since the beginning of time. You can take gold and silver and take it anywhere in the world, and people will recognize it as a commodity, an asset, you know what I'm saying? And you'll be able to trade with anybody in the world taking these true commodities, true money, true wealth anywhere in the world, you know what I'm saying? People know that it's money, you know what I'm saying? Venezuela, uh, you know, um, had the collapse, you know, Venezuelans um, actually are in in disarray to where they're, you know, digging for gold in order to buy food and get their everyday necessities with gold because their money, their money um, system collapsed there last year. So protect yourself, buy you some gold and silver. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just going to say that before, you know, I get off and, you know, do my thing. But I'm not a financial advisor. You know what I'm saying? If you're looking for a financial advisor, seek yourself one. I'm just one to share information. But if you don't know, now you know. 
hopefully this will give you some curiosity and make you go continue to research your true history you know what i'm saying again that youtube channel is called black excellence in abundance go check them out they got a lot of great content for you to get at you know a beginning start on learning um true history about yourself but that is my take in this podcast episode i'd like to thank everybody for tuning in please share this with everybody you know what i'm saying help my um podcast grow continue to grow i am your gracious host jupiter nine and i just want to say peace and love to everybody take care one